everybody talk all over top of everybody, okay? We want this is it's going to be boring if you're all polite and nice the whole time. <laughs> so we don't want to be polite, we don't want to be nice. We want to just talk over everybody. If a thought pops into your head, say it. Okay? Cuz then that'll be interesting. And it, and it's all good. Otherwise we're sitting here like <laughs> It's just like the four most polite people. I know. <laughs> like, this is oh the my problem. God, I would never. <laughs> this is the problem. I All already right. know. I already <laughs> know. Uh, Allie is super nice. I already know that because it, she's she accommodates me after every show. I always need a hug, and I always Aww. have to tell how great she is. And she just like, "All right, fat guy, get over here. I'll Come give on. you a hug." <laughs> I haven't really talked to to Eve at all ever. So, are you no. a quiet person over there? Um, I'd say so, probably. <laughs> All right, no, don't be quiet today. Okay, but Miss Quinlan's a teacher, so we don't have to worry about that. And then, so, the first thing that we got going on is we have, we have a lot of people today, so I'm on this all on my own. Just all by myself, so people at home listen to this are just going to have to deal with me talking too much, probably. So, all right, thanks for downloading Stage Door Theater Podcast, hosted by a couple of average guys, and today just me. And we have the cast members here for Toledo School for the Arts, Amelie, coming in. So we have the, the two Amelies, because there's a young Amelie and an old Amelie. You play the old Amelie, Eve? Is that the actual title? Old Amelie? <laughs> no. <wait>. Older. <laughs> yeah, older. Older, okay. So this is, I'm going to ask Miss Quinlan this question first, because we always kind of need to know what the heck the show is because is this the first time the show's being done in the area? Um, as far as I know it is, I know that uh, there was a production of the non-teen version. To be clear, we're doing the teen version. Okay. Um, I know the full-length show was done at Oberlin, I believe, within the last couple of years. Well, that's not in the area. No, but it's Ohio. But that's, Yeah, but that's yeah, still a that's while. That's about away. as close as I think we've been. It's um, it's an unusual piece. It's a still relatively newly released piece, and it's, it's it's obscure and certainly has some really specific requirements vocally uh, that are not going to lend itself to every school. So. Obscure? It's very obscure. obscure. <laughs> okay. So, like, this show was, do you, do you even know, like, it was on Broadway for, like, a minute, wasn't it? It was. It was on Broadway for a minute. Uh, in fact, Philippa Sue played Amelie, and she was playing. Huh? Philippa Sue from Hamilton I don't know who fame. Phil is. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Philippa. Philippa, she's amazing. All right. All right. Um, so she did the title role on Broadway. Uh, so you would have thought it would be a great hit. Um, but I'll be honest, when it moved to the West End in London, they did a whole bunch of rewrites. They restructured the show. They reorchestrated the show. Like made it better, is what I you're saying? they made it a whole <laughs> lot better. Uh, but it was a little too late for Broadway. It didn't yeah. bounce back. And um, the version we do is kind of a hybrid of the two. They kind of took the best of both possible worlds between the two productions and merged it into what we now have. So the version of Amelie that you can license, the full length or the teen version, is not exactly what you would have seen either place, Broadway or... Right. So when you say obscure, I actually looked it up because I'd never heard of it before, but that is not a big deal. I don't hear of lots of things. (laughs) But I, I didn't hear of it, so I looked it up and... I was, I didn't I couldn't find it. I saw it was a movie first. Mm-hmm. So then I said, Oh, I'll go see a movie and I can't even see the movie anywhere. Like literally I can't even rent it. It's not on Apple, it's not on YouTube, it's not on like anything. It's in French. Okay. So that could be part of the reason. Well, I'm okay with subtitles. I just wanted to like see it because it was I saw a trailer. Okay. I saw okay. a trailer which piqued my interest and I was like, Oh, I want to see this movie and then no Excellent. don't get to see it. So, all right. So, Eve, you play Amelie, correct? Yes. Okay. So, I need you to tell... How many rehearsals have you had? I should say that first. 
Well, we have rehearsals every single week. Um, we have Monday through Thursday usually, and I think we started around in like December. End okay. Of December, yeah. yeah. You guys are insane because you had another show going on at the same time as this show. <laughs> So that's why I was, you know, I I've, I see every guy, everybody doing this. So how are you balancing both shows at the same time? Are you in both shows, Eve? No, I'm not. But I think uh, both Allie and I Sam know Allie was. Okay. I, I act like I don't know, but I know, I know. She was like I said, I just gave her a hug. She, I, I, I'm terrible. So I know Seth was in the show. Who's who plays your love interest? Yes, he what's plays the love Nino. interest? What, what's his name? Nino. Nino. Yes. Yeah, this is not an American show. <laughs> <laughs> that's not no. an American name at all. Okay, so I need you to tell me what this show is, please. So basically, um, Amelie, as a child, she was very much sheltered from her life, and, or not from her life, but from the world, rest of the world. And it's about how her growing up affected, like, her in her into her adulthood as well, and making relationships, and especially in relation to Nino, like her love life, and how since she's never really experienced something like mm-hmm. that, how it's a lot different from. Is like she mousy and timid, or is she quiet and mm-hmm. shy, or is she outgoing? Is she a weirdo? She's she's definitely a little bit. Uh. Odd. <laughs> oh, so weird. how do you feel about being cast as the weirdo then? <laughs> I mean, you know, definitely can feel some relation. <laughs> Miss Quinlan, come on. Really? Uh, well, you know. <laughs> so we start we start off young. So we start mm-hmm. off and then Allie, that's your character, obviously. So yeah. elaborate. So um Amelie she was taken out of school when she was very young, like eight years old, so she didn't have much time to interact with people. So when oh. she was like secluded in her own home with her relatively distant parents, she used her imagination oh. to kind of live. So you okay. very much see the show through Amelie's creative mind and how she would change things to make them more interesting and okay. fun. The trailer's making a little more sense for me then because it did seem like this Charlie and the Chocolate Factory weirdness maybe, mm-hmm. and but I couldn't quite understand. Yeah. So it reminded me, if I, had to, if I had to just like gauge it from what you guys have said, and I could be completely off, but it reminded me of like um, Matilda. Very where she makes, so, yeah. where she does that yeah. mixed with uh, Fun Home. Are you familiar with that show? Yeah, uh, more towards Matilda than Fun Home because okay. it's, it's mm-hmm. definitely got that magical quality that it's hard to say whether it solely exists in Amelie's mind. Because Allie said it, really it was happens. it was distant parents. Oh yeah, that's the yes. distant parents is where I got with the Fun Home part. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. have you ever seen that? Show? Have you guys seen that show or know that show? Oh yeah. It's All right. Fun. See, so that's what I felt like. It felt like it was like. Uh, I don't know. Is that any? Am I good? Am I good? Am I, did I nail it in one? Yeah, no. I mean, I feel like her, her parents just—they didn't—they didn't show affection really, um, verbally or physically. So she grew up not really having any connection to other humans, um, and uh, she was taught at home. So she's super intelligent. Oh, she. Oh, you said you got. She pulled her out of school, right? She, but yeah, she was. She was taught at home. Okay, mm-hmm. by her. Mom and dad. By her mom, mom. Yeah. and her mom is quite intelligent. So okay, yes. and but, weird. And weird, but weird also. <laughs> oh, that's good. This is this is a homeschool stereotyping going on here. This is why <laughs> where they're all kind of like a mm, little bit not quite socially, you know, connected to everybody, and that's her situation. Did she go like her whole? We're gonna ruin the show here. So, but did she go her whole time not going to any school since the age of eight? Correct. Yeah. Okay. Now she's an adult, so you must have a pretty decent part, though, Allie. Is what you're saying? Is there a lot of flashbacks going in this thing? 
there's um a big chunk of like the beginning of the show is seen young mm. amelie is portrayed and then throughout the show she kind of appears to like encourage amelie to like ignore the past and uh. be your future self like live in the moment so yeah. amelie's very much young amelie is very much an encourager to older amelie yeah that's what oh really so you're her role model <laughs> kind, kind, kind of like, like yeah. no you got this girl that kind of thing mm-hmm, definitely. okay all right and but then you who plays your terrible father who doesn't uh love you walter johnson walter, <laughs> walter. okay so everybody's not listening to this show yeah. walter's a really nice guy how's he supposed <laughs> to pull this off he loves her he just doesn't want to touch her he's kind <laughs> of a germaphobe mm-hmm. um he's an army doctor he likes every, everything is very regimented uh-huh. and very f- in, mm, formal and not not warm and fuzzy so that's her whole relationship with him is just very kind of cold and distant i mean he's he's caring but he truly doesn't know how to interact with a child okay now i have another question for you here now how in the world why why did you pick this show there's like a thousand (laughs) shows out there and you pick this quirky weird non-loving father show what what is the what is the um, appeal here well, okay, so our formula for choosing a show, it's its complicated, as you probably know. We try to pick things that we know that we can cast in a myriad of ways. We wouldn't want to choose a show um, that we simply couldn't cast, so that's part of it. We look at who we have. We look at who's coming up. Um, we really do like to do things that are a little more obscure. We enjoy uh, testing the waters in this area and producing some things that maybe not every school is able to take a chance on. Um, but to be completely honest, uh, this came across my, I don't know, my listening desk. I call it. <laughs> um, somebody showed me the show and I listened to it and I was so blown away by um, just how fresh this score is. It does not sound like any other musical theater score. And it's hard to even know how to describe it. It's still musical theater, but it's got it's got a folk feel to it. It's got a European feel to it. It's just the music. It's got a bit of a pop feel to it. We got a little gospel and a little Elton John thrown in there. Gospel? Uh, ooh, did I say Elton John too? Yeah. Um, right. well, Elton yeah, John makes sense. I, I get the Elton John So, feel. yeah, it was just surprising from the minute I started listening to it all the way through to the end. I just really, really loved how refreshingly new this music sounded. So that was a big draw for us. Uh, it's also the quintessential ensemble production, which is oh, another okay, good. thing we really, really like to do. Um, the ensemble is involved all the time. So no pressure ensemble. (laughs) You got to bring it. Oh yeah, they do. They do. They are, um, well, they're all the people, they're all the characters, but they are also a really critical part of the music, which is another way that this music is kind of unique is, um, just the ensemble provides almost an instrument in places, almost a sound effect through music in places. They're telling the story a little more Mm -hmm. while Amelie's sitting on the stage dreaming about whatever, probably. Uh, Times are hard for dreamers. Yeah. Tell us. What? (laughs) All right. You going to sing for me now, then? Uh, Is times are hard for dreamers? Yeah. 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 See, I know some stuff. I know some stuff. No, I actually, when the show was introduced... I was like, I had to, I had to do it. So I looked at it, and that song is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And I know that your role as the young Amelie, you have a beautiful song with your father too, in there. Yeah, I, I sing about my father. Yeah, not beginning. with your father. <laughs> no, because he would have nothing to do with that. Mm-hmm. You know, because you know, that's who he is. Exactly. So I didn't know that you were going to be popping back in a bunch, though. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. There's what I think is a pretty impactful song because it kind of like. Yeah 
throws you into the story. It's closer to the beginning. It's called The Bottle Drops. Um, Bottle yeah. Drops. Where uh, young Amelie kind of introduces the scene that's happening, and then older Amelie takes over, like, her own present mind. Okay. And I yeah. find that interesting. Yeah, that one's definitely my favorite. I think it's, like, the catalyst to, like, everything else in the show because um, – kind of the whole point of Amelie is she's trying to affect people's lives in okay. small ways. And since she sees this major life event, I don't know how much I'm going to No, you want to tell it. Oh, it. tell it all. It. No, because right now nobody knows what this show's okay. about. So they just know it's got weirdo people <laughs> and dads that are mean. So it's okay if you tell them more stuff. So basically, she sees that Princess Diana has died. And oh. Pr- she Too much. Princess. No, just kidding. <laughs> she <laughs> loves Spoiler princess. alert. She's yeah. dead. Okay. She died? Oh, no. I'm watching the crowd. <laughs> <I know. Okay. laughs> it's 1997. Did oh. we mention yeah. that? Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> she loves Princess Diana, and she's seen how Princess Diana affects people's lives, and she wants to be a regular do-gooder, just like Princess Diana. A regular do-gooder. Okay. Yes. Hmm. I, I didn't catch that in the music. See, that's why you got to go to the show. Mm-hmm. You got to go to the show because the music's only going to tell half of what's mm-hmm. going on. So you go to and you can see some more stuff and figure things out. So, Seth, how dare you get up? The dog is upset now. <laughs> he's like, oh, there's a, there's a guy in the house. Yeah, Emily has a pet fish. So I, I think that's why he's you know, responding that way. Oh. Mm-hmm. There's no dogs in the show. There's no dogs in no, this show? I think she would have loved to have a dog. She names the fish Fluffy. So yeah. Oh, really? Indicator right there that she probably would have liked something. You've had a couple of shows recently that have some sort of animal in them, at least. You know, you've had Curious with a dog, and you had Adam's Family with uh, Lurch. You know, so (laughs) I guess it was in there, too, as well. We just finished Peter and the Starcatcher, which we managed to get a cat and a bird into, and a very weird crocodile. Yeah, see, that's another thing you were talking about before, about Mm -hmm. how you do some obscure shows that maybe aren't on every school's radar. That one was the one you just did, and it was took me um, a half to see... Try and figure out what the show is about. You are not alone. Yeah, I was like, oh, this is, oh, I don't want to ruin it for yeah. everybody, but it's an origin story for Peter Pan, so there you go. All right, I ruined it. All right, so eventually, though, Amelie grows up, and then she goes off, and she has her signature song, Eve, which is what again? Times are hard for dreams. Times are hard. For, you're not going to sing with me? You're just going to make me do it, aren't you? They're just going to have to see the show. Oh, no. <laughs> this is terrible. I hate it when they say that guy. Kind of but then you fall in love, or you meet somebody that you might be falling in love with. And yeah. that's Nino, and Nino's sitting right next to you right now, Seth. So I know that you're a busy guy. You just came from Starcatcher. You're doing stuff for college auditions and everything. How are you even putting this in right now? It's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I kind of – it's all about budgeting your schedule. I mean, I'm always – when I'm on at rehearsal, I'm, like, rehearsing for college auditions or, uh-huh. you know, doing – Doing your homework off to the side. Yeah. <laughs> And, and is Miss Quillen mean? Is she like, Seth, oh. put your stuff down, focus, get Fs, it's Evil. okay. Evil. <laughs> That's her directing style. I heard. Yeah. I heard. She's brutal. I She's think so mean. Seth doesn't even realize that sometimes we have like daily check-ins among the teachers to figure out who gets Seth when oh. and for how long. <laughs> so um, pretty much every day there's a little email exchange that goes around. Today it was between uh, the two directors for this show, myself and Miss Lefever. Yeah, I was going to say, Miss Lefever is yeah. also directing the yeah, show. I don't want to downplay uh, that. And Miss Blaufus, who also oh. wants his time for, for dance, and we had to do a little uh So Miss Blaufus isn't choreographing the show. No. It is all... No, that's for something no. separate. So he's just really Another demand. different thing that has nothing yeah. to do with the show? Oh, yeah, because mm. he's also a dancer. Amazing mm. dancer, so... 
All right. So the visuals in this show, there's going to be like lots of weird stuff, right? How how are you going to do this? Because you just said before that it's all about your imagination and trying to get this out there. How? Yeah, how? I'll speak to that. And, and, okay. And, you know, it could be a reason why this show stays obscure. I don't oh. know. It's um, if you get a chance to see the movie, it's a French film. It was made. I don't want to say. It mid 90s somewhere in the mid 90s yeah. well no wait it would have to be no it's around there <laughs> it'd have to be after 1997 it'd have to anyway, be after princess diana died yes at least after that it's a gorgeous film though it really is and and what you're able to do with film obviously is bring all these magical things to life and to the screen um like one of the clips that that uh, i think the movie is well known for is when her little lights She's got a lamp next to her bed, mm-hmm. and this little frog materializes and is able to pull the switch. It's a frog or a hippo. It's a something. Mm-hmm. Anyway, she sees things that really aren't there, and they're magical and they're whimsical, and that's kind of what's gotten her through her life to this mm-hmm. point is is being able to use her imagination in, in a healing way, a soothing way, an entertaining way. Um, it's really hard to do that on stage. So, but you're gonna do something, right? <laughs> we are. I mean, there are moments that we've already found where um, you can tell that what's happening, what, what we're seeing as an audience, is really just coming out of her imagination as opposed to this reality of these characters. But is that gonna be obvious for the crowd? Though, is the crowd gonna sit there and go, "Oh, this is like, are you gonna do something that makes it clear to them, or am I gonna be totally confused?" I think there are a few places where we're able to make it really, really clear. But I also think that um, that the people who took this from the screen and put it on the page did a really nice job of shifting the focus away from using magic and imagination to soothe herself and more into um, just the story of uh, that's really relatable for everybody about trying to find connection, trying to heal your past, and um, and then trying to translate that all into what you can bring to the world and have a positive impact. So I feel like the, the musical steers a little bit away from the magic that the movie established. Well, maybe some of that is on purpose, too. Maybe some of the magical part, as an audience member, you're trying to figure that out. Is yeah. this real or is this all in her brain again? Yeah, we do have a giant fish. And That's uh, real. That's uh, a real fish, right? And a giant gnome. and um, Also real. Elton John, totally real. Fake. The so, actual no. <laughs> Elton John shows up. All right, so Seth, so Seth, who's your character? Nino is who, who's Nino? Uh, so Nino is basically, I mean, uh, there's there's a lot to unpack. There. Yeah, I want to. I want to hear it all. <laughs> he, so I really like my character because he's very disconnected from the plot that you've explained already. Oh. Pretty much, there's all that going on, and then there's Nino. So uh, Nino, while all this is going on, he's just a guy that you know he also really struggles with, um, like socializing and he just doesn't he doesn't he doesn't really know how to talk to people very well so okay far. Uh, kind of similarly to amelie which is why they're kind of like a cute okay. match and is he, uh, <laughs> is he does she meet him when she's older like after like or does she know him when she's younger or she doesn't <laughs> meet him, yeah she doesn't really meet him oh uh, it's kind of a i i was thinking about this last night they're kind of like soulmates type deal okay. so pretty much the um the kind of the plot is that uh they're kind of chasing after each other, oh. but um, they don't talk. They don't meet. They keep missing. What? Yeah. Well, they're the passing ships yes. type thing. Yeah. But they they don't wait. There's no connection ever. Um, I don't want to. Don't ruin that part. Don't ruin that I part. I will. I will. Yeah. <laughs> don't tell me that because I in my brain there's totally there's totally a love connection. So I'm just going to have to come see the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That <laughs> yeah. one you will have to come see the show. So so for a while, obviously or whatever, you don't meet each other. 
No, it's kind of like, you know, when you like see people like when you're passing by and you see somebody and you see them again, but you don't really know them. She kind yeah. of like. I do that at work every day. <laughs> she sees Nino and she's like, oh, I think he's the one. Yeah, I think he's the one. Uh, yeah, at work I do that all the time. Yeah, I, I see that person. Fantasy. How long has that person been here? <laughs> 14 years? Oh, I didn't even know. So that's that's it? That's all your character is? Is some guy who just passes <laughs> well, in the night and don't? He's got a weird hobby. Yeah. His, oh, what's that? what's that? What's that? Okay, he loves to just like go to photo booths and collect pictures that they took for testers. Oh, and like random people's photos? Specifically, there's one picture that he, it just haunts him. There is oh. this mystery man that he has no clue who it is. And you find out during the show who it is, but uh, you got to come see the show to oh. find out. <laughs> All right. So there's a lot of weirdness in this show, which is kind of cool, kind of fun, different. And and something we will all have to just like you said, just come and see. Yeah, it is, on. and I think that's what I really love about it is that there is nothing trite or cliche about these characters or their interactions with each other. Every single character in the show is just I just I keep using the word unique, but refreshingly unique. Refreshing you? Yeah, you you don't you can't say oh they're just like that character in that other show. Oh, there's yeah. no stock characters in the show. There's no traditional plots. It's not even traditionally structured. So. Eve, how do you even audition for a show like this? You don't even <laughs> it's it's so odd. What did you sing? Do you sing like some rando song then, or did you start singing a song and then change the song partway through just because? <laughs> I don't remember two what songs I that never with. met each other. Like song, one of those. What did you sing? Do you remember? No. No. <laughs> and when you are, when you, so then you always have your callbacks too, right? So you yes. have your callbacks and you have your sides. Did any of you have any idea what was going on in these sides? Or did Miss Quinlan and Miss Lafever just hand you a sheet of paper and say, here you go? So I didn't really necessarily, they just handed us sheets, but mm-hmm. I just went through like the actual like Broadway, like different songs the and music stuff, and i like pieced it together and i saw some of the scenes that were on like youtube oh uh, yeah youtube cheated good <laughs> yes. good for you you did better than me i just found the songs okay i would have i couldn't even find the movie like i said you gotta do your homework somehow you know yeah yeah so when is this show where is this show is there some so i wait i'm gonna start all over because i get all ahead of myself here i've heard that this might be a dinner theater am i wrong well, you're not entirely wrong. Not entirely uh, wrong. See, so there's so right away it already has <laughs> unique staging. Mm-hmm. So besides the staging that you're going to have to come up with, there's additional. Well, we really wanted people to have that Parisian feel. It is set in Paris. Oh. Um, so we're using our attic theater at TSA. It may be our who knows. This could be our last theatrical production in our current attic theater mm-hmm. because there is a new theater being built as we nice. speak. I have to get a tour of that when it's open. Um, oh, yeah. It's exciting. So uh, we're in the attic theater. We're on the stage. However, we really wanted the audience to feel like they were part of the experience and not just watching it because the show lends itself to that. That whole thing of the ensemble being so mm-hmm. integrated into everything. We wanted the audience to feel integrated. So we are setting the theater space uh, to be a lot like a outdoor Parisian cafe. Nice. So we have little cafe tables. Nice. We have the sparkly lights. <gasps> we have bread. Yes. All the things. There's right. bread. That's the so, food yeah, we get. Exactly. We get bread. Mm, you get bread. Cappuccinos. Mm, actually, I think they are working on that. I some, think some I, French roast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we're trying to have a little uh, cafe and uh and bread all right can i be on the stage is part of the stuff gonna be up on the stage 
it's going to sort of meld from the audience to the stage. So we have some cafe tables down on the floor where our audience will be seated, mm. and then the rest of them on the stage. Can I get a stage seat? If I buy a ticket now, can I get it? I'll see what I can do. I already do. bought a ticket, so there. <laughs> so right. can I get it? <laughs> I already have the ticket. I already you can bought it. lurk over in the phone booth on I, I uh, lurk. House Right. <laughs> I, I'm already lurking on Facebook and everywhere else trying to figure out when, when tickets go on sale, so I, I, I'm all good with lurking. I'm I'm guilty of all that anyway. So as soon as it came out, I saw somebody post it. I was like, "What? Nobody told me it's already for sale." <laughs> so I ran out real fast and are, grabbed it. Are the tickets for sale? They're for sale. Are, are you serious? I'm okay. serious. I seriously bought them. Uh, like, yeah, my parents already bought tickets two weeks ago. <laughs> well, gosh, it's a Nobody good thing that um, I can just walk in because. <laughs> huh, did your parents right. already get tickets, Eve? I did not tell them that. Oh. <gasps> I'm not getting my them. seats. Don't worry. I'll not call getting them. my <laughs> seats. Well, I, I always obviously enjoy seeing what Toledo School for the Arts is putting on. And, you know, I had, I had children that went there, and I haven't stopped going there, and I probably won't stop going to see the shows because you guys you. just do good stuff. <laughs> we appreciate you just that. do good stuff. Any, any last words, Seth, on how awesome your character is? Not much. I mean, he's unique. You got to come see he's the show. He's unique. To find out. There's so much that like I can't tell you because yeah, it's just he's, ruin. Fu- he's full of surprises. I'll tell you that. So his character's appeal is that you just have to see his surprises. His character and maybe another appearance I might be making in the show is a different character. <gasps> yeah, we didn't really talk about that. Um, it doesn't really apply to our Amelies necessarily, but uh, our ensemble play multiple roles. And yeah. Most of the people in the show play multiple roles. So I won't give it away, but Seth does play an additional role. Um, Walter, who plays Amelie's father, plays another lead male role in the show. Fluffy, he's all over the place. He's a fish, he's a gnome, he's a blind dude. I'm trying the, to Oh, the guy who plays Fluffy's mm-hmm. playing all these characters. All those yes. parts. The gnome um, is an actual character. Oh, yes. And, and has lines and speaks. Oh, he has so a whole fish. song. He has a whole song. He sure does. There's no place like gnome. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> now Such you have to see it. <laughs> that doesn't sell it, I don't know. It does sell it. <laughs> All right, that is enough right there. So everybody just needs to go see the show. March 10th and 11th. Oh, right? yeah, March yeah, 10th yeah, and 11th. Yeah, that's yeah. important. That All is right. important. Okay, March 10th and 11th is the show. It's at TSA, Attic Theater. Everybody just needs to go see it, man. Thank you. Thank you. All right, Thank bye. You.